Hello and welcome to the Who's He podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this week's show, we'll of course be talking about Dinosaurs on the Spaceship, the first of Chris Chibnall's episodes for Series 7. Uh, but first, a little bit of news. And there's not too much to talk about this week. Uh, we've just briefly been discussing it before we, uh, before we started recording. We really should just record, shouldn't we? We should really, shouldn't we? Yeah, we really should. Um, just running through the news items. And obviously, um, after last week, it appears that the Sum of the Daleks went down rather well, didn't it? Yes. Um, now, the overnight... Now, this is, the, this is the, the weird thing at the moment. I have not been able to get my hands on the final viewing figures uh, for a Sum of the Daleks. Uh, but the overnight... It's that, that man in the van in the... In the uh, underground car park, deserted you. <laughs> do you know what? I forgot. Who's, who, who's he giving his information to now? No, do you know what? I'd actually forgotten all about him. He's actually still waiting there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's you've not turned up. Isn't it's, it? Exactly. Yeah. Well, it had an overnight audience of six point four million viewers, uh, which is pretty damn good. However, they usually the BBC releases the sort of consolidated figures, taking in sort of iPlayer and. Um, Sort of later, later viewing, um, viewing ways, which should have been released earlier in the week, and they haven't done, which is a bit, a bit strange. Maybe it'll come out next week. Who knows? Yeah, I mean the fact that they won, everywhere. Their t- they won their time slot on the Saturday yeah. with the figures that they've had, without having to add the iPlayer figures and whatever. They're probably just happy with that, and they're not gonna. Yeah, well, it's, it's like usually. They, the, I mean, they usually have to, don't they? I'll, I'll have to release. I don't know, but but they. they Looking elsewhere, they expect the the figure would have risen by another one point five million, which would have brought it over eight million viewers. Yeah, which is well, really good actually, really really yeah. good for this time of year as well. It's uh, June figures don't tend to be that great while it's still in the middle of summer. No, exactly. Um, which is technically I know this is supposed to be autumn, but it's yeah, still summer. Well, it's you know the, the evening's a little bit darker, but not not too much, are they? No. It did seem weird. Actually, well, I'll get onto that later on. But it did seem weird watching Doctor Who last night because it didn't start till sort of gone half past seven um, in the UK. That is, and um, sort of come about eight o'clock. It was it was already quite dark outside. Yes. So it's actually quite right. good to yes, it was good to watch the you know new Doctor Who in the dark. It was really. good. Actually. I know it's dark like that because it's dark when I get home now. <laughs> <laughs> It's very depressing. Oh dear, oh dear. Well, um, now one other thing was still talking about um, some of the Daleks. There was a prequel uh, released on iTunes for US uh, subscribers only, which I found a little bit bizarre. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, it's available to to UK iTunes uh, subscribers now, but at the time it was a US exclusive, which was very, very strange. Yes, I don't know how I feel about that. It's just like it's our program, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, I know what you mean. It is there is a little bit of sort of you know hands off. Yeah. Know? Well, no, it's, it's not even that. It's just the fact that we've we, we've already paid up front. Well, in we terms have, of yes, that was license fees, <laughs> uh, license payers um, money going there, wasn't it? You know. Yeah, I mean, when that was when that was done, they didn't probably have any. Didn't know how many subscribers they was going to have in the. Hmm. I mean, I mean we need, needless to say, within hours of it being released on iTunes in the US, it was on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I'm not, I'm not complaining that, you know, I didn't get to see it. Of course, we, no. you know, everyone. Got, she, yeah, everyone I'm not even, I'm not even complaining that it should have been shown here first. I just think it probably should have been. Why wasn't it shown 
why wasn't you allowed to see it? Well, able to even buy it here at the same time as you could in America. Well, something like that shouldn't even really be on the i the iTunes store. That should be, as far as I'm concerned, it should be on the BBC website. Yeah, you know, if it's free content, you should put it on there first. I don't think it should be exclusive um, to anyone, really. It's well, okay. It would be. It would still be exclusive to the U uh, to the UK if it's on the BBC website. But hey, you know, um, as I've already said, that there is the license fee involved here. <laughs> yeah, unless it wasn't you. Paid or uh, paid for using license fee money? Who knows? Though I doubt it. Yeah, but at the decision to do it, they probably—I don't know how much. No, I don't know. Yeah, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Well, let's let's, let's... I, I, yeah, go on, I suspect they couldn't make the make it without the license fee money. I wouldn't have thought so. They certainly couldn't make the show without the license fee money. I wouldn't have thought. At the well, moment. well, no. I don't know. Actually, we've had this conversation, haven't we, about how much does BBC Worldwide get? Well, apparently, well, apparently that doesn't go back into the sort of the program making coffers. It's a completely different wing. But in which case, then it has been made by license, yeah, it's license been... for payers' money, yeah. Um, mm. Okay, well, that's probably a discussion for another time. Really, <laughs> we've got review to get through. Um, now, um, good news during the week: uh, Neil Gaiman won a Hugo Award for the Doctor's Wife. Hooray! Yes, yes well done on that. Um, I'm not surprised, seeing as I said it was my favourite. <laughs> yes, indeed. I, I, I dare say you're really, really pleased about that, aren't you? Um, yes, congratulations. I think it was a bit of a no-brainer that he won that, to be honest. It was, you know, I mean, personally, my favourite was uh, The Girl Who Waited, but um, it was... It was dan- the one that got the hype, wasn't it? It as well, was, though, yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah, a, a well-deserved win there, I think. Uh, but... The most exciting thing to come out of all this is that he's sort of hinted or teased or what the, what the best word to, to use is. Um, he's writing a new episode. Yeah, and the question is to, for when? Mm. Now, um, people are trying to say it's for the next, uh, the next block of episodes to be shown early next year. But who knows? That's just conjecture. As far as I'm aware, I haven't, I haven't, have, I haven't read any sort of anything confirming that at the moment. You'd have thought it would be slightly late now. I don't know where they are with the timings of the these scripts, but you'd have had to have thought there's a question of budgets and whatever mm, that have had to have yeah. already been worked out for this block of filming. Yeah, I've got a funny feeling it will probably be the next series, not this yeah. one. If these I... ones. His previous one was 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 late, wasn't it? In terms well, of when it was shown, so well um, that that wasn't his fault. It's because they didn't have the budget for it. Well, so. Exactly, that's what I'm wondering. With yeah, hence hence we got the lodger instead. So yeah, yeah. perhaps it, perhaps the scripts on that was late on that one. So that's why they didn't have the budget. Well, could be. Could they, be. They'd allocated a certain amount of budget for his episode, and then realised to do it justice, they'd need to need a bigger budget. So yeah, well, they you know, it over. It's um it well let's put it as a, the doctor's wife was certainly worth the wait so um you know yeah. he's, he's an incredibly busy busy writer so whatever he whatever he comes oh, up it's, with it's, it's gonna it's, be worth it's it. It's not it's obviously not a criticism. Right? Oh no, definitely not, definitely not. Well, while we're on the subject of awards, um, Doctor Who and the Sarah Jane Adventures, uh, Sarah Jane Inventors, <laughs> it's a new series. <laughs> Sarah Jane Adventures have been nominated at the Welsh Baftas. Um, now. This, this is the, the weird one. Doctor Who um, is, been, uh, is up for uh, the television drama title and they've nominated the Impossible Astronaut. 
in that one, which is a bit of a yeah. I find a bit of an odd choice. Yeah, difficult, difficult to nominate a part of a two part, one part of a yeah. two part. Hmm. Don't get series. that. Don't get that. Um, but hey, you know, probably, it's, probably because they think everyone else is giving awards for the other stuff, so we're a bit different. Yes, indeed, indeed. Hmm. Oh well, it's it's up for an award. Who cares what it is? Um, and while the other the other nomination Doctor Who's up for is uh, in the sound category uh, for the Wedding of River Song, which again, right. hmm, okay, fine. Um, now for Sarah Jane Adventures or the Sarah and Jade Inventors, uh, <laughs> the the, um, the Curse of Clyde Langer um, is has been nominated in the children's program category. And, that, and you didn't watch Sarah Jane, did yeah, you? Yeah, I've got, I, I can have no opinion on that. No, well, I, I can see why they did nominate that. That was a damn good, um, damn good story. That one. I was going to say, although not not actually knowing anything about it doesn't usually stop me having an opinion. <laughs> cool, so you're a Doctor Who fan for God's sake. <laughs> now, um, now Doctor Who's also up for another award at the Welsh Baftas, and but this time it's for the last Doctor Who adventure game, the Gunpowder Plot. Um. It's up for the Digital Creativity and Games title, which mm. is... Hmm. I, I, I didn't know that was a category, actually. There you go. There. So, he learns something new every day. Um, now, can you see what I've done here, Paul? This leads nicely into the into the next and, and final news item. The Gunpowder Plot. This is gold, this is. See, a still great segue. Um, <laughs> the Gunpowder Plot might be available uh, to download on the Steam Network. Um, they've sort of listed it as an item on their website and it just requires the uh, sort of the Steam community uh, to, to watch it. Yeah, watch exactly, play to, it. to play it basically. So, um yes, so if you want to for those of you who haven't been able to play the Gunpowder plot outside of the UK, um head onto the Steam uh, website and uh give give it your thumbs up and it'll be and it hopefully it'll become available for you to download. So there you mm. go. Fantastic. So, uh it, <laughs> I just hope they do because it is a darn sight better than the Eternity Clock, and please, you know, don't use that as any sort of yardstick to measure how good a Doctor Who game can be. Because um, the Gunpowder, the, the free adventure games were good for what they were. They were good. The Etern- I haven't played them still yet. <laughs> well, the Eternity Clock was a big pile of pants. So um, yes, stick to that. Stick to that. Okay, then, folks. That's it. That is the news for this week. Very, very quick. So we're going to um, rattle on quickly with our review of Dinosaurs on a Spaceship. So, for another week, that was the news. Okay, folks, it's time to kick off our review of Dinosaurs on a Spaceship. What did you do to the Solarians? We ejected them. The robots woke them from cryosleep a handful at a time and jettisoned them from the airlocks. We must have left a trail of dust and bone. Because you wanted the dinosaurs. Their ship crossed my path. I sent out a distress signal. They let me board, but when I saw the cargo, (laughs) things became more complex. Piracy than genocide. Very emotive words, Doctor. Oh, I'm a very emotive man. Right, I will let let let, let you let's have you go first this week, Paul. Thank you. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah, this is the early season 
fluff episode, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Yeah, this this I is hope. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, we don't know what's to come yet. If, if this isn't the fluff episode. Yeah, this, this is this, I'm not sure about mm, the fluff episode. Yeah, this, this like. is the uh, the curse of the black spot of uh, series 7, isn't it? In yeah. in, ter- you always in terms get of one episode that's um you feel is aimed for a, an age group less than mine. Yeah. And I think this was it really. Okay. Um Having said last week that I thought that was a lot of good ideas looking for a, a good story, mm. I think this might have been a good story looking for some good ideas. <laughs> okay, okay. Do you, do you want to elaborate on that a bit more? or? Uh... Um, I just think they had the, the idea, I mean, and, and probably the show title, and have tried to concoct something around that. And while I don't actually, I, don't, I quite like the idea of the, it being a sort of arc and whatever mm. makes makes perfect sense of the title as to what it would be. Yeah, um, it just didn't really have anything that made you think, "Oh, that's that's interesting. That's a good, good idea." It was very formulaic in terms of what they were going to do. Um, do, do you know what? I, I'm actually going to disagree with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I. Yeah, I, I can see what I can see where you're coming from. It, it it was extremely flimsy, and it and it is fluff. But I and I for I mean, God knows I might be I don't know maybe I might be pitted by this, but I I actually kind of enjoyed it to be honest. And I actually think there were some quite interesting um, themes running through it, uh, which whether that was actually um, I don't know whether that was actually Chibnall's idea. Or well, that was something Moffat asked him to put into the into the script. Because you're you're you're, you're desperate not to give me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. Um, or what it was actually. I'm going to say I, th- I actually think this is probably one of Chibnall's best scripts for Doctor Who, and I never ever thought I'd hear myself say that because I I've probably been one of his biggest critics on this podcast. And, yeah. and I did. I just. Enjoy, I, I must admit, I had to watch it a second time to make my mind up. I was sort of. Yeah, I thought last night was a bit. Well, I did enjoy that, but was was, you know, did the bad outweigh the good? And I thought, well, no, there was actually quite a lot of good in that, and it was fun and silly, and um, and as we said, it was fluff. But it, I, I thought it was quite enjoyable, good fluff, to be honest. Um, my problem with it is it just didn't really hold my attention. I didn't see it last night, so the first time I watched it was this morning, mm. and I actually got up in the middle to make myself a coffee oh. while it was on. Oh, dear. And that was the first viewing. The second viewing, I got halfway through the viewing, was starting to fall asleep again and thought, I'll have to come back to this, and <laughs> did that. And I thought to myself, I've never, ever done that with an episode. Not even on the second viewing do I actually tend to get up and well, yeah, start I mean, doing other things. Okay, well, sh- sh- should, we, should we sort of go for it? Not so I say step by step, because that, that will probably be very boring listening for a lot of people but um should we, should we just start off with like Queen Nefertiti and uh Riddell as well yeah um okay the way they're in, introduced yeah I will say it was a little bit clumsy that yeah. the, the characters were brought in just to serve a a very convenient sort of plot purpose I mean him really. you can understand to a certain extent he's going on a ship he doesn't know what it's there I mean, the fact actually, well, without knowing there's dinosaurs on there, you, yeah, you take, take a big, a big game, game hunter, hunter with you. Yeah, so that was a little bit. Um, but you can understand him wanting to take perhaps somebody who can look after himself. Well, 
uh, th- this actually comes up to something I, I want to sort of pick up on. Uh, I picked up on during this, but I'll come to that. Like, so this is one of the what I'll talk about later. Is one of the that's one of the themes I thought was quite interesting. Um, but Queen Nefertiti, though, um, yeah. it, it just could have been any historical character. Yeah, the Doctor could have picked up that um, Solomon would have put a you know put a big price on. Yeah, you know, and yeah. you think it had to almost be an attractive woman just to make it a bit more. Yeah, and she um, was. I mean, she could board my TARDIS any time she likes. But... Yes. <laughs> yeah. But just to you know, you then sort of got the break her in and that sort of thing, which actually sort of then clunked with the the fact that it was quite a a fluffy episode. I mean, there's a few bits that clunked with the fact that it was quite a fluffy episode, and you felt this could actually have gone out at five o'clock in the evening. Yeah, I, I as think... part of children's TV, as mm. of, and wouldn't have looked out of place. Mm. Yeah, the, the thing that I, I thought, yeah, the, the way they're introduced into it was a bit clumsy. I thought the way they ended up together at the end was, I don't know, a bit unbelievable. Um, but I thought the pair of the pair of the, the characters were well acted. Yeah, I mean, I've got, I've actually got no problem with any of the the acting mm. in this. I think you know, it, I've actually not even really got that much of a problem with it as a script. I mean, normally. Um, you'd sit there and you'd say, I haven't actually got that much that I'm going to turn around and say, I didn't like this and I didn't like that. Mm. But I don't know whether that's because it just never drew me in enough for me to actually start looking for you, it could problems. That, yeah, that could be it. That could be it, actually. If it, if it and that, that's, what, that's what sort of worries me about it. Because, I mean, last week was, I could actually, there was there were certain bits that we did pick holes in. Mm. And I liked it. This one I just didn't connect with. Yeah, I think that's always the, the problem. If it, if it can't, if the story doesn't draw you in, then you can't really sort of make an opinion or give an opinion one way or the other, can you? No, to, I mean, to a certain it, degree, it, it, anyway. It's perfectly, perfectly watchable. Yeah, just yeah. Um, now, I think the, the other characters obviously introduced at this was um, Rory's dad, Brian. Yes. Um, who I really, really liked as a character. To yeah. To be honest, I really did. Um, I just like the fact that he was also a little bit nerdy. Um, he carries a, a, a pocket trowel around with him as well, which I thought was I thought was quite quite funny. And that that bit at the end when he you did watch that and you thought to yourself, I can see t-shirt now coming up. Every man should carry a trowel. Yes, <laughs> you know what? I would wear one with pride. Actually, <laughs> no, I did like it. I did like that character, um, and I did like the sort of the um, actually a lot of the, the, the wonder. On his face a lot of the time, when, when especially when he was looking at the uh, the computer screens, when you saw like the Rory and Doctor, uh, the Doctor and, I, and uh, Brian on the sort of the other side of the computer screen, and it was the yeah. way Mark Williams was acting it, the way he was sort of looking at everything, sort of trying to take it all in. I, I just thought it was just a nice little, nice little character moment. Yeah, um, I mean, he, he's actually the yeah, as you say, the wonder of it was actually it wasn't the big. Where am I? What am I? What is this? What's happening? It was just literally his face expressing everything. Yeah, the struggle he was having to make sense of everything. Yeah, and I, I thought it was really, really well acted. I just thought he was great in every scene he was in. Um, and that scene at the end, uh, when he's sitting on the uh, in in the doorway of the TARDIS. Yeah, over. I thought that was that was that was so well done. The way the sort of like the camera panned up and around over the top of the TARDIS, 
It was it was really really good, and I just like the idea. Just wanted to sit there looking like almost like going on a fishing trip. Yeah, as such you know, just sitting on the edge of the door, dangling his feet in space with a flask of tea and a and a box of sandwiches. For a man who'd never travelled, yeah, suddenly the opportunity to literally see the world. Yeah, and I thought that was that was a really really nice moment. I really like that. But of course, um, now the other the other character, uh, Solomon. Now, I, I thought he was a, a sort of a character we haven't had in Doctor Who for a long, long time, and that was like a really, really nasty, evil antagonist. Yeah. And he was. He was a really nasty piece of work. And again, I thought he was really well acted. And he didn't resort to sort of any pantomime hysterics or anything, did he? No, it was, yeah, it was very much matter of fact, wasn't it? It was, this is just basically a job. Yes, that's it. It's all about money. It's not about anything else. Yeah, um, and he didn't really care how he got his money, really. No, um, no, it's no moral decisions. Oh, Once the Silurians didn't want to, yeah, trade with him, then we'll just kill them. Now that was one thing I thought again was uh, nice that the inclusion of the Silurians threw me. I, again, wasn't expecting it. Like last week, I wasn't expecting uh, the new companion to turn up. Yeah. But again, makes perfect sense with who would who would be building an ark that has dinosaurs in it. Dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah, um, and that I mean that harks back right to um, well Pertwee's Silurian story. Yeah. The whole idea they thought the world was going to end, so they they um, buried themselves underground. And I suppose yeah. it also makes sense for some of them to go off world. Yeah, you, you just in case the ones that didn't survive there, they'd send. Yeah. Sent to colonise another planet. So I thought, yeah. again, I thought that I thought that was really, really good. And I can't. And even, even the idea of the fact that once it didn't have any other orders, it would default back to back returning to Earth. to Earth. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I, d- I just really liked it. I just really liked it. Um, and it's a shame they weren't used more, um, other than a sort of a little computer uh, security camera playback. Yeah. Um, but then you find out that's, that well, Solomon's actually killed them or rejected them out into space. And again, that was—I mean—I think that was pretty dark for um, a children's TV yeah. program. Yeah, I mean that that scene where he's talking to him, mm. when he's, the Doctor's talking to Solomon about the fact that he's committed genocide, and which I th- which I think was my my favourite scene. Yeah, actually, really was. Yeah, the, the actual interaction between. All the characters in this was good. Mm. I've good, yeah. Oh yeah. It, it just—I don't know. I'm not going to keep going on, but yeah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It, given a given a a story that I'd actually got into, I think this the actual interaction of the characters would have been good. It just mm. seemed to be a bit too all set up. Yeah, yeah. I, I can see what you mean by it when you say it was sort of because you. Sort of said that certain things in it weren't really suitable with the with the tone. It was a bit clunky. I can yeah. s- I can see what you mean because it was one minute you have a, a conversation about you know greed and genocide. Yeah, and the next minute you've got the fun, what is effectively r- fun bits sitting on a dinosaur riding yeah. a dinosaur, charging, uh, and throwing a ball and all yeah, that. Yeah, charging it. after a golf ball. Uh, which yeah. again, how I mean, okay, it, there was a little. You know, fun, silly scene, but just how far did that bloody golf ball bounce? <laughs> yeah, I suppose you don't have, I don't know, the weight, weightness of the. <laughs> oh dear! Not going to go into technicals. No, we're filling in the blanks on a Chris Chibnall script. 
But like I say, I mean, I think that's, that's actually now. Now I'm starting to think this is actually where it fell down. It actually didn't quite know whether it was a, a light-hearted episode or whether it was a dark episode. I think this is. One and if it had been done as a dark episode, it could have been quite good. I think this is one of the criticisms people often have of Chris Chibnall's scripts: is they do tend to lurch from yeah. what from one, as you say, one moment it's sort of you're going down into quite dark territory. Yeah, and the next week you've got something fun and fluffy. Yeah, there's no, there's no sort of consistent theme throughout his scripts. No, but but, but, it, but, but neither worked as the relief to the other. No, but I think but on this occasion I really I I really didn't mind it for some reason. I I, I actually quite enjoyed it. Yeah. However, there's a, there was a couple of things I thought. Okay, do we really need balls and massive weapon jokes? Yeah, I mean, yeah, Doctor again, Who. this is this is this is. Yeah, and I think that's probably, from what I can gather, that is um, Chibnall's and Moffat's sense of humour. There was a lot of innuendo there, um, yeah. obviously. Probably a little bit out of place in the kids' show, I think. And it, and it was really up front. There was nothing, there was nothing subtle about it at all, was there? No. I mean, you see, normally I wouldn't be saying this. I wouldn't be saying this because you don't. I don't. You don't always tend to think of Doctor Who as a as a kids' show. No, no. And there are some episodes which I think just would work. At any time of day, you put them on. Yeah, it's just this one did just feel as if it was being aimed at a certain age group, and then. Hmm. Well, you can't you can't have serious Doctor Who week in week out. I think if you did, you wouldn't get the audience figures. I think I think people would stop watching it. Yeah. Oh, we said this. We said this uh, about well, Cast- la- the Black Spot, didn't we? If yeah. Every, we did. If every yeah. episode was the same, we'd get bored with it and we'd be moaning, "Why don't they do something different?" Yeah, and to be quite honest, that's what killed Doctor Who in the first place back in the eighties. Yeah, you know, even though they are highly sort of highly regarded stories amongst fans, again for the casual viewer, they're not going to work. So stories like this would bring in the casual viewer. It's got dinosaurs in it. Yeah, you know, and, and, it, and it wasn't it wasn't unenjoyable. It was just it, it didn't hold your attention, as you said. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so how many more times can I say? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean. As we were talking about, um, sort of, actually, I thought one of the, the, the darker things about Solomon's character, he just ordered the, the sort of basically execution of that Triceratops. Yeah. And I, sort of, the first time I watched it um, last night, I thought that was a little bit unnecessary because I can imagine all the all the. I mean, I, probably why that's why they, these characters did it because you know I can imagine that would upset quite a few of the, the uh, a lot of the kids watching. Yeah. But I, I, just, I just thought it was a little bit unnecessary because it was Sapper's meant to be sort of like a. Um, what was like a like a dog, wasn't it? You know, chasing after yeah. balls and God for God's sake. And, and you it, see how it's pouring the ground, almost wanting to be into play. Yeah, to throw the ball again, wasn't it? Yeah. He dropped the ball for it to be thrown again. Um, and the next thing you know, it's it's been it's been sort of shot to death, which in quite an, uh, actually, I thought it was quite a nasty scene actually, to be honest. Yeah, but I think again that just proved to you how, how you know what an absolute you know bastard Solomon is. Yeah, he was quite happy to kill everything. If he yeah. couldn't have it, then it was it had no worth, so he might as well kill it. Yeah, so it was. Uh, now, um, obviously, the, the one and actually this this leads on um, from what we said last week about Sir Digby Chicken Caesar, because um, <laughs> because this week we have um, David Mitchell and Robert Webb voicing the robots. Yeah. Now, um, I I thought the robots looked good. Yes. But uh, the decision to make them camp was a bloody awful one. It was, yeah. Again, with somebody who was 
this evil person. It seemed a bit odd that he'd have these two robots like that. Yeah, I know he said he, he bought them cheap, as if that was to um, excuse the fact that they were a bit rubbish. Yeah, and again, it's almost as if it was trying to soften the fact that actually they were going around trying to kill things, killing and trying to kill things. Yeah, yeah, that was it. They were quite sort of they were quite sort of psychotic, really, weren't they? Yeah. You know, they would like to have... Uh, you know, it's not when the first time they saw that dinosaur. So, oh, 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 shall I shoot it? Well, no, we're not supposed to shoot shoot the dinosaurs. And they start having an argument. And But, yeah, yeah it, it was just that that sort of... I mean, that was really, really childish, the, the way that the, the, the two robots were, were portrayed. Yeah, you could probably... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it just wasn't... Didn't fit in, really, with what was happening. No, it didn't. Um and but the one thing I, I did like, and I didn't pick this up until the second viewing, was when the Doctor teleported onto Solomon's spaceship, and to rescue Nefertiti. Yeah. And he electrocuted the two robots, and when they shut down, they were singing Daisy Daisy. All oh, right, I didn't actually. Yeah, I, I didn't pick it up until the to the second viewing. And I thought, oh, that's quite. I, I thought that was that was. I wonder how many people actually got that. Yeah. Obviously, you didn't. So. I'd obviously switched <laughs> off by then. Obviously, you had done. Um, yeah, I, mentally rather than physically. Yeah, um, I don't know how people would, would feel with um, sort of a, a highly reg- or, or it's a classic of of cinema full stop, not just science sci-fi cinema. Classic of cinema full stop being referenced. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's actually then if you're going to reference it in a story, that was actually not a great place <laughs> to reference it. Well, I don't know if you got so maybe maybe Chris Chibnall thought that How Nine Thousand was was a little bit camp, um, and, yeah, How, and How Nine Thousand was was psychotic. So um, yeah, due to his programming, so who knows? Maybe that was suppose, his, yeah, suppose it a, did fit. Yeah, yeah, a little, okay. a little, I'll, 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 yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. A, a little homage. Who knows? Yeah, but uh, I mean, I think the thing that you, when I was watching it, the thing that got me was when they was chasing them when they was on the dinosaur. Yeah, and they get they they get away. And they, and it says, I'm sure we used to be faster. And all I could think about is you complaining about how every mechanical or every alien or danger in Doctor Who sends the mover about three miles also an hour. Now, I know. <laughs> well, they tend to have shied away from that in, in the new series, haven't they? Apart, apart from yeah. the uh, the handbots in The Girl Who Waited were a bit. Yeah. Um, but after we saw one of them walking around at the convention, uh, you can understand why. Because, yeah. Because when... when and that's got nothing to do with dinosaurs on a spaceship, but the, the, the poor, whoever was inside this um, costume, they basically had to have a chaperone to keep them upright. Yeah. Because they were shuffling around this. I mean, it looked really uncomfortable to wear. It really did. So, um, but yeah. I, 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 but I wonder whether that was just a little side into people saying that. Yeah, why are they lumbering? Yeah. They can, every, any alien you have can be outrun. Yeah. No, I thought, I thought that was. Um, yeah, it was a nice explanation, I suppose. Nice explanation. But you consider these robots were supposed to have been able to have killed Silurians, mm. who were quite quick. And well, I sort of get the impression that these Silurians weren't armed as well. No, I think they were sort of more like the like the science elite. Like uh, what was the character? Well, it was the same actor, wasn't it? I, I don't know who played um, Malachi in the Hungry Earth two parter. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, again, a nice sort of... Are they sort of boxing themselves into a corner when it comes to actors playing Silurians here? Yeah, there, there is a bit of that, isn't it? There doesn't seem to be that wider 
Hmm. They're not casting their net very well because they've obviously got um, Neve McIntosh um, back again, haven't they? Yeah. So, mm, which is fine if it's playing the same character. Yeah. But, but yeah. You see, you see what I mean, though. Yeah, it's, it's again. It was, it was a couple. It was the bad Solurians. They've got her back again to play this time a good Solurian. Um, yeah, don't know. I'm not, I'm not too sure about sort of boxing yourself in using the same actors there. But yeah, oh well. Um, but to, I'd, I'd say the so before I get onto the, the theme, I want to sort, I want to sort of talk about. Um, I thought the dinosaur effects were pretty good actually. I didn't think they were too. They were too bad for the for the the budget. You think Doctor Who has? Yeah, and it's going to have. Yeah, yeah. I think it I mean, it's, it's definitely well something they couldn't have even dreamed of doing. Well, well, if you think about, well, um, they couldn't have. Dreamed. No, they just couldn't do it. Well, no. Um, let, let's think of um, Invasion of the Dinosaurs. Yes, as as, as a prime example there. Paul. Yeah, it's uh, mind you, the BBC were hoodwinked a little bit in that one because they 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 farmed the the effects out, didn't they? Yeah, if I if I remember rightly. So they they came back a little bit uh, less than lifelike than what they were led to believe. <laughs> so, um, but no, I thought I thought the practical effects were were, were good, um, and the CGI was was good as well, and it was used sparingly. I think again, it was, I think people were expecting. A, um, I certainly was actually expecting a, a whole lot more dinosaur action, as I think people were expecting a whole lot more Dalek action from, yeah. from last week's episode. And you could you can understand it because I mean actual to try and do it as the budget. I mean, that's it. The actual fact yeah. that dinosaurs are literally not the other than being the commodity which is being argued over. Mm. Are not really the plot, are they? No, they're not. It, it, it could have been anything. It could have been boxes of whatever they was mm. that was on the ship that he wanted. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um... But yeah, I, I think that I think that's the important thing is to okay, you're going to bring dinosaurs into it, and you haven't got a lot of money um, to use them all the time. So when you do use, you've got to use them well. And I yeah. and I think you know in this episode, mission accomplished. To be honest, yeah, you did. You didn't feel that there was not enough dinosaurs in it. No, no, it was it was. I think it, they, they, they got cropped the, up at the right intervals. Yes, they, they got the balance right. I feel, I really do. Um, now. Since last night, there has been a lot of um, talk on sort of forums and on on Twitter about the Doctor killing Solomon. Yeah. Now everyone seems to be a little bit surprised about this. Say it's out of character. Well, it's not. If you go back through Doctor Who's history, the Doctor has killed loads of people. I suppose you can say in cold blood, really. Yeah. So I don't think that's. I uh, left them knowing that they're going to die. Yeah. Um, I mean, you don't you don't have to go back. That far, um, you have to go back far as uh, the tenth Doctor with the family of blood. Yeah, and again, where it's been a case that somebody has actually done something that he felt was so. Yeah, and you and you've, if you remember back to that story, the whole reason he changed human was to was to protect the people chasing him because yeah. he knew what he would do to them. Yeah, and in the end, he does, doesn't he? He just basically consigns them to their, or basically for for all eternity. Trapped in some horrible manner. Yeah. Yeah. So now the Doctor he's, he is a very, very. He can be a very, very cruel character. And the thing about did the Silurians did they beg for? Did you listen to them? Yeah. Exactly. Pretty much the the fundamental part of that, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. Definitely. Now, some I, I've sort of picked up on a, a couple of things, and 
Um, I wonder if it's, it's something they are pushing um, the, the character of the Doctor. It's, it's, it's a road they're going to start pushing him down. It's whether he's becoming a little bit more um, free with, how can I suppose, with dispensing sort of that kind of justice. Yeah, maybe. Because there's just... Um, there's one thing I, know I picked up on last night, um, in last night's episode. They really were putting a lot of emphasis on the fact that the, the gaps he'd, he'd been away between seeing people. So with like Roy and Abbey, it had been 10 months. With uh, Riddell, it had been seven months since he last seen them. And I'm beginning yeah. to wonder, there's that whole thing of, like, if the, like it, again, it goes back to like the runaway bride. Well, he's basically watching the um, the last, uh, I can't remember the name of the bloody, uh, the Ragnos, that was the Queen of the Ragnos, um, Basically, watching the last of that species drown. Yeah. Um, again, and then the doctor, you know, the doctor was told by Donna. Then, you know, you you need someone. And I'm beginning to wonder if that's where they're, they're, the the avenue they're taking the doctor down again. If he's not, if he's not in the company of people to rein him, he starts in. to. Yeah. Yeah. He starts doing things like that. I mean, the fact is actually what you said about um, there's always been a case of that he will has allowed the. He's always there's always been a case that he's allowed the evil per the evil either alien or per not not say people die. It, the fact is, if if this was if that per if Solomon had been a Cyberman or a Dalek or some other alien, mm. I don't think anyone would have been even no, questioning no, what no, he's done. Exactly, I think this this it's the fact that he's a man, and it's then it's, it's us then making the judgment of well, is that more of a out of character thing that it's that it's because it's a human rather than a, an alien. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, th- I think that's I think that's where where that that argument does kind of. Um, and would the doctor see any difference? Well, that's this is the thing. I think this is where possibly the argument might fall down because I th- actually I think no, I actually think what people some people have quite rightly mentioned usually the doctor gives them a choice. Yeah, but in the last he didn't give him a choice at all, did he? No, I mean he, 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 may was, on, he was on the. Maybe already considered that he'd done that at the point of telling them that the missiles were coming and to get off the ship without his cargo, and at that point he dis- he ordered the destru- the killing of the dinosaur. Yeah, but it, it was. I think I, I can see where people are coming from is the fact that he magnetized the ship so he couldn't get away. He put that thing inside Solomon's ship so that the missiles would, um, yeah, home in on it. And gave him no option to teleport off himself. Yeah, and I think that's what's rattled a lot of people, because basically the doctor just just sent him away quite happily for him to be blown up um, by all the, all, all the missiles. That um, the, was it. The Indian Space Agency. I thought it was yes. quite a nice idea. Actually, I thought that was quite good. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think, I think that's what's that's what's. Um, Sort of rattled a few people, and I, I've got a funny feeling this is this is deliberate. Hmm. I, I, I think this is this is this is going to go somewhere. Now, someone else has actually come up with, a, with an interesting theory um, based on last week's story, and it's to do with the Dalek um, nano machines. Yeah. Well, remember what the doctor said: they replace love with hate. Right. Oh, and he didn't. He taken off his. He taken off his bracelet, so maybe they yeah. are affecting him. Maybe, maybe that's the whole thing. Maybe, God forbid, and this, this is pure conjecture, but who knows? It would kind of fit, though. Maybe he's slowly being turned into a Dalek. Yeah, I'd hope not. I hope not as well. But that would be a twist. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I'm, I'm not totally sure there is that much 
it is just basically because it's a human that is. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. I think. I mean, as I said, you know, you got to, you have to look back at a few past stories to see the Doctor has killed people. Yeah. Um, without any chance of you know redemption for that character, so um, or that person. Yeah. So it's nothing new. I, 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 I just got a feeling it's just some of the things that were said in last night's episode. I think they they are heading. They're making the character head in that direction. Is going to become more reckless. Yeah, and you only have to look at the tra- actually the trailer um, this, that was we we saw at the convention. Um, actually, I think no, I actually think it might have been the second trailer for series seven that came out, uh, which features footage from next week's episode. And it's a conversation that hit, um, the Doctor and Amy has, and again, it's it's hitting on on that whole thing of the Doctor being a, a little bit more uh, remorseless. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I, I've got. I've, I really hope they're they're going to sort of try and push the character down into some interesting, interesting yeah. avenues this season. I really hope so. Better say it's all conjecture anyway. Yeah, but they're, they're, I think they're definitely sowing the seeds for something though. Maybe. I think so. But right now, you've obviously got no more to say on this. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, I think we're about done then. So, um, rating, Paul. Uh, it's going to be in the middle, I think. It's going to be in the middle. Well, I, I, I actually like this episode. I like this. Are we episode. going to take it in turns? <laughs> it looks like it, doesn't it? It's one all at the moment. So, <laughs> okay then. So, um, from Paul, it gets a Nida. Your views are not important. And from me, it gets a Cyber Leader. Excellent. Okay, there we are. That's it. That's 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 our review of uh, dinosaurs and the spaceship. Well, I've been wanting to say all the way through this invasion of the dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I was going to go and buy that today. Yeah. I, I was because I was out shopping. I was going to thought, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll just nip into HMV and I'll see if, if they've got any. Um, they usually have the odd deal on um, Doctor Who. They've got hardly any Doctor Who DVDs in there, and what they did have, I was not going to pay over twenty pounds for. No, no. So you can see why companies at like HMV are folding up. So there, oh dear. Okay then, folks. Well, on that note, <laughs> we we should bid you a farewell. Uh, we should be back next week um, with our review of A Town Called Mercy. So, until then, it is goodbye from me, Phil. And goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. was the Who's He podcast. Please get in touch with us by emailing feedback at who's-he.co.uk, visit our website at who's-he.co.uk and also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. The Who's He podcast is a member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. <laughs>